It is Friday, the 8th of November, 2019, and this is episode 364 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome to another episode. I am Chris and Ian is here. Hello, Ian. I don't know why that was almost Radio 4S. Been listening to Radio 4 today. Maybe it's uh, rubbed off. It was just that little pause before continuing. It's like waiting for the bongs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't talk over the pips. Right then, uh, another episode and we are going to start. We've actually had some feedback. We've had someone talk to us, which is great. Actually, it doesn't happen that often. And if you do fancy uh, reaching out and talking at us in any direction, then then please feel free. And it was um, um listener of the show, Will. And he just pointed out, we, we mentioned last uh, last time out about uh, Google adding the password checking um, service um, to Chrome. And he pointed out that, yeah, this has been in Firefox for ages using the, the You've Been Pwned service. Um and he's right. We didn't sort of highlight the fact, and and his point was we should shouldn't just concentrate on the big boys. We should actually have a little bit of a a balance in what we say. But I guess our comeback on that is we we talk about what's been in the news in the week, whatever grabs our fancy. And yeah, sure, we I think we probably did talk about it um, when it first got released all those years back. We certainly talked about um, I've been pwned before. Um, but yeah, the Mozilla Firefox has had has had the service like this, uh, and in fact they've been back in the news recently um talking about that service um and so just for you will <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it now um so yeah i mean basically google have confirmed that that it's going to be in their service and yeah it's there with firefox and they're they're moving on are they are they enhancing the features of it uh, yeah they're going to you know um, provide social tracking protection um and basically a report and a breach notification service for your logins so it's, it's going to look at your it's going to look at your logins and go, "Hey, you've um, you've been pwned," and and this is getting this is you know more wide you know other services things like for example Dashlane has password and and uh, your account security in line. I think One Password's doing something similar as well, where it just it highlights when things have been um, uh, you know found on the bins or found on you know the dark web or anything like that. So. Um, they're becoming very useful. And actually, it's quite surprising how many accounts are on a thing. So if you're not using a service like this now, it's definitely worth subscribing to a trusted service to do that. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for getting in contact. Uh, and say, anyone else listening, if you do want to call us up on something, think we've not had an angle on something, then just, yeah, let us know. It's good good to hear from you. And I mean, I must admit, but Firefox is my secondary browser on the Mac. Um, I'm all Safari, but Firefox, I much prefer to Chrome. Although I, um, I'm in the minority. You really, of, really are. Lots of what's, people like Chrome. <laughs> what's Firefox? <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, um, Microsoft, you know, in a, in a move that will probably send shudders down the develop, web developers' um, backs, it's, they're coming back with their Chromium version of Edge browser to the Mac platform. So you will be able to get the latest version, Chromium engine version of Edge um, on, on Mac OS, which, say, the last time Internet Explorer-based products were on Mac, it was a real <laughs> catastrophe, I'd say, for everyone. Uh, well, but I've been very impressed with Edge. So I, I threw it on and it's 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 working really well. And, and you're not the only person I've heard say that either. Yeah, apart from it wants to use Bing all the time. And let's be honest. I mean, What's there's, Bing? There's probably more people using Firefox than Bing. I think we mentioned Bing once before. <laughs> Crosby? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, but it, it, we've seen in this market now, Chrome does have such a big you know edge, but, but also it does have a reputation for being hungry. And I know underlying edge, it's going to, you know, it's un- it's the same kind of engine, but maybe they they've got some optimizations in there, or maybe it's just you know, just something new to try. I mean, Microsoft went down. I mean, Edge was going to be there. Let's start again, and it, and it was it, it was it was fine. But I think it's just you're. It was mildly successful. I think we'll put that that way. It wasn't it wasn't never got a big uptake, but it, you know, it was mildly appreciated. Yeah, and and the kind of new Microsoft, they don't need to do their own thing. They can no. turn around and say, let's just let's just take and. 
it, that's actually a lot of people upset by it because it does mean you've got you know chromium and chromium you know chrome browsers are going to now dominate Right, they really is... i mean it's it's literally the engine that's taken over i know um mac obviously safari forked it um but it's but it's still underlying the same fundamental structures yeah, so and i guess some you sometimes lose that you know what do you call it Innov- innovation hey, well that's what happened to ie you know ie became the 80 percent of the market you know and and it was crap i mean i still remember when chrome first came out on on pc and what a mm. breath of fresh air it was it was yeah and even to this day, it's still much, much faster. You know, we've yeah, and the and you think about what you can get done in a browser nowadays. It is just it's you huge. Know, uh, and that's what some of the thing that they're the benefits you get from having this consistent approach. Um, yeah, and, and and the challenge, you know, so put an enterprise hat on, we still have to run IE, which um, just because we've got we've got there's a num- you know so there's a number of sites that are just IE or nothing, which is just. Seems unbelievable nowadays, and yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, um, but hard. then again, whenever we do development, um, we have to cater for IE's the one browser we come back to and make sure it works on last. You know, you do all the web standard stuff, and then you have to tweak bits and bobs to make sure it all works. So frustrating, and, and <laughs> it's it's certainly a lot better than it ever used to be, though. So we shouldn't moan too much. But yeah, we are, Google also claimed um, they. This was a few weeks back now, but they claimed quantum supremacy for the first time. So quantum supremacy. You do the same as me. I can't read that without quantum supremacy. <laughs> you got to say it in that voice, <laughs> and we should add an echo to that as well, really. Um, and so quantum supremacy is the day that quantum computing starts being quicker than general uh, bit-based computing. Um, and they managed they well they they say they managed to do this with a random generator basically a random number generator which they believe or they sold that a normal computer would have taken something like it took them 200 seconds to do something that would take 10,000 years on a a normal computer to achieve um now whilst that's been a bit contested by various other parties um uh, i think did ibm question IBM. that a bit yeah so ibm, IBM believe they are like leading their market leaders and google of like home idea we're here yeah. <laughs> and and to be honest they've they've got um their their quantum computer has 54 qubits running at, of one of it one of which was broken so they actually ran this system with 53 um but actually in a really short space, it used to be that they could only get one up and running that was stayed stable. So the fact that they have now got it to the period, you know, point where they've got 50 odd in very short space of time, it does show how quickly and how much is being invested in this area, especially considering the complications of doing it. I mean, I've w- watched a few documentaries now on it and it's mind boggling. And again, these computers are now back to the size of rooms again. So we're into that arena where, you know, we're not yet fully under control of it. Uh, And it's also very, very difficult to program these things. You know, this is a whole different paradigm of everything. It's just impossible. Anyway, but they have got this thing to do this task uh, quicker than they say a computer could do. Although IBM would say, okay, it's quicker, but maybe only by a matter. We could probably get that done on the supercomputer in a few days. Um, yeah. But it's still quite a, quite a difference, uh, and they also s- said that it's not true in that this is one test, whereas quantum supremacy only comes on when you can really do lots of things with it. Um, that, yeah, that so that, I think that's what computer. that's what that's what critics have been mostly like, you know, dinging them, saying this is a it's almost like loaded. You've done this one specific thing rather than just general, you know, task, etc. But it's still massively impressive. And and when you, when computers started, it was because it could do some addition. The long multiplication and division that that humans would have taken a long time to do, yet the computer, this single task, it could do very efficiently, and and even that proved to be useful and was you know spawned where we are today. So yeah, now we um, use it for also... Twitter and porn. It's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So quantum porn. Gosh. <laughs> uh, so in in a kind of let's let's jump left at the traffic lights. Um, Twitch has lost another another um streamer shroud who's probably the second biggest streamer after ninja um went across to mixer as well um so the exodus continues obviously microsoft and mixer uh, microsoft are the sort of the money behind mixer if you like they're, they're obviously pumping a whole ton of money into this um and i guess twitch have maybe not something to be too worried about right now in that they still dominate the market it's still the premium and the most most go-to place on the internet for watching your games but with the loss of two massive names like that it has meant that the microsoft platform has taken a big step up in a very short space of time 
Absolutely. I saw, saw a really interesting comment where people were saying this is ridiculous that people are, you know, that companies are spending, I think, was it 50 million was the rumour that they spent on Ninja moving over? And mm. they've always spent a fair, you know, whack taking shroud as well. Because they're, 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 you know, we know the, the popular names and you, you, you know about them. And it was somebody that kind of made the comment, but this is just like paying, you know, paying for a footballer or paying for a music artist or paying for a film. You know, there's a these guys are generating content and people are watching content and that's all it is. The amount of people watching Twitch now as well, it is not small fry. And, and no. for a lot of lot of people, maybe our generation, it's not so common that to be watching games. But I've spoken to quite a few people now people I wouldn't have expected to who do find enjoyment from watching other people play games. And I you know Little, little known fact i'm i've retired from gaming <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too frustrating it annoys me but i still enjoy watching other people play games properly rather than my feeble attempts and so who who knew it it can it's it's such popular culture now that it it can become a spectator sport as well as you know as a as a you know as what do you call it? first party activity I will also point out this is about the fourth time you retired. So yeah, I retire every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week, but there you go. This is this has probably been the longest period of my retirement so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this week, Facebook has been rolling out its news network. It's only doing it as a small test at the moment, um, and it's doing it in the US based. But they've been in the news for all sorts of things, so we might as well talk about this news. So, for a select number of users, there will be a tab in their Facebook um, application which allows them to see semi curated and semi algorithm generated news feeds. Yeah, and in the past, Facebook's always kind of, I was going to say proud of themselves, but they've always kind of emphasised that we can use algorithms. We don't want to have you know humans creating it. And I think, I think Apple at one point went down the human route, and as others have went down the human mix route, Google I think was a, a bit of a mix. But in this one, they've almost emphasised you know we're going to create, but then they kind of then later on said, well, although we're going to create, the majority <laughs> is actually algorithms. Yeah, I mean, Apple got a lot of praise for Apple Music because of the self, the the human curated, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, with a little bit more thought than than that algorithm based sort of searching. Um, so yeah, um, but it, but in the same week that they're coming out with Facebook News, um, they have said that they are f- more than willing to take advertising money and show adverts that are provably fake um by anyone by political parties or anyone else. So they've kind of said well, it's not our, it's not our job to. Um, it's not our job to monitor and police this, um, so we're just going to take the the dollar. Whereas in the same week, we've seen Twitter come out and they've banned all political adverts. They've said we will not do political adverts um, on our feeds at all. So we'll we'll forego that money. Thanks very much. We don't want to be involved in what has turned to be election. Not it's hard. It's, it's not yet defined as interference, but it's certainly there's a lot of stuff going on around here that's that's accelerated faster than most election um, processes can cope with. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, as you say, the two very different tacks, and you know, and, and I guess a lot of people split on which is right. Um, you know, so face, f- Facebook with that, you know, we will not ban false adverts, but then they've been fal- they've actually lifted some false ones and. Um, I'm trying to remember that it was one of the presidential candidates in America. In America. Uh, it was Elizabeth Warren. She put up a one that was basically um, it, it was saying that there was a, a Republican had voted for the Green New Deal, and Facebook were saying, "You know, this isn't helpful because this is lies." And they were pointing out, "But this is what you've said you won't interfere mm-hmm. with." And yeah. then eventually took it down because it was becoming a news story that this was on their platform and they weren't doing anything about it. So there's that. There's, it's like, hmm. and then Twitter have then said, so we're going to ban all political advertising, which sounds, oh, that sounds really good. But what they categorise as political advertising is quite interesting. So I think they're even saying things like, you know, like Greenpeace are going to be potentially banned from advertising mm. because they'll class that as political advertising. Well, and and it and it is really. You so know, so it becomes a where do, what does what do does politics politics end? Yeah, and 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 so I think I think the dings against. Um, Twitter was then. What, what did you class as political? 
yeah so now you've got into the the whole apple issue from yep. ages ago you've you've got into you're the gatekeeper now which uh, you know and really it should be regulated outside but but the, to have a platform that can you can have provably false advertising that reaches so many people it has to be dangerous and and we've seen it already that that it is dangerous um because it does stoke the fires of um hatred and violence as well so you know ultimately there's that angle of it and plus you know how do you know what to trust um as a as a consumer of facebook if you're going through a i would say 90% of what i read on facebook currently on my feed with everyone's angles left right and opinions is probably provably fake or provably questionable at the very least. And I guess that, that's that's where my head's at. Is is when I when I first read about this and saw what they're doing, I was like, I would not trust anything in a Facebook news tab because no. the the kind of I guess you know, and we'll joke about it at work. But if you but if if you see an article on Facebook and you believe it, then you're the fool, you know. And we always joke about that. And then when you see that they're they're clearly trying to say, no, we're going to become a, a news service. You know, we'll you know create what you're looking for and, and you're like whoa i and and I mean, so apple news i don't generally like that much even though i because i start and it's one of those do you do you do you hide everything you don't agree with because then you're in yeah. your bubble yeah exactly and you don't want to get in your bubble yeah but 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 then i look at some of the the, the stuff that surfaces and i'm like i don't want this i don't need to see this I either don't believe yeah. it or it's junk yeah, but then again, I, I thought to myself, well, that is the bubble, isn't it? As in, but yeah. there's other people reading the stuff that I like to read and the the side that tries to give some balance or what I feel is balance. Um, they may read it in exactly the same tone that, that I seem to read their, their side of the argument. Um, so, yeah, I guess it is all about your own perspective, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think I think the point, I think, and, we're, and maybe, it, maybe it shows maybe my biases, but I think Twitter's move feels more, a more positive step to take compared to a Facebook's move, which is like, we know it's lies and we're going to let it happen. They're, they're, they're almost saying, no, we know this is crap and it's hurting our platform. Well, Twitter it. Twitter advertises itself as a news network really now, doesn't it? And it's certainly, exactly. and it can't be seen therefore to be spreading fake news. I think that would be against their platform, especially when so many news organizations do use it. Um, but they're going to get unstuck when, when Trump, starts saying you know when they if they you know try to say that they're truth about everything then they're getting stuck but i guess trump's not advertising he's just spouting spouting rubbish um the the other thing is weird i'm talking about this from viewing facebook and twitter from an adult perspective right somewhere where maybe i've got a bit more experience to understand what's true and what's not you know what about the young eyes viewing this and how the heck are they supposed you know social networks people don't go and read a newspaper nowadays they don't really go to the news um, websites um so when they read these things do does it get interpreted as complete truth and certainly some of the you know you know i guess it's the ignorance of youth isn't it that i think some of these things are believed and that's why we get um silly situations where kids are getting measles because they're not vaccinated and still perpetually that story of you know vaccinations are dangerous and there's a conspiracy and doctors are all in on it all those kind of things grow and you have flat earth and you have all these other things that sort of spring up because there's no balance there's no the internet doesn't offer that you've got to have it yourself and and one day kids will probably come wise to it but i, I well i think it's probably not necessarily kids that are ignorant i think it's more the adults i was going to say if i look look right if i look at some of the opinions that i that i am just day to day that i overhear i am continually shocked at what Mm. at what where people's heads are at at the moment um the the last three four years in in the uk uh, i've not left us in a great place because it's not it's not regulated is it yeah what you say is not regulated exactly and 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 um and even and, and it does even when you look at what your class is like, you know the the regulated media like you know BBC, ITV, and newspapers. You, you, it's, it's, when you read some of that now, I think it's almost because yep. it's become the norm to oh, I can say that now. No one cares anymore. Yeah, I mean the, I mean, the whole thing around vaccinations, you can you know you can stem back to Daily Daily Mail articles that were saying this is dangerous, don't do it. Yeah, and it was unproven yeah. science. It was yeah. um, they found out absolute the, false science. They found a found a doctor who was willing to put his name to some articles and. I've got a story. NVIDIA, new Shield TV has come out. This is um, a a TV box that I think it hooks in with streaming, you know, kind of local streaming, but it does some 
good work at upscaling from sort of standard definition onto big 4K TVs. Um, so it makes some pretty clever technology available. And these, these devices aren't expensive. So there's there's something in these. I think they're $149. So we're probably talking 140 odd quid to 200 quid. Um, uh, but apparently they make your local streaming pretty clever. Um, so, so going back to Will's point about covering niche, this is niche, Will. And, <laughs> this is because uh, you're, in, you're into this. <laughs> I'm into this yeah. um, because the, if you were if you were interested in ever doing something with Plex, you, can, you know you've either got a PC running it or you've got an Asbox running it. But lots of people would take an Android TV, you know, so you'd take the Shield TV Pro, um, and basically hack it, put Plex on, and it was just the, one of the best media streams you could buy it, like two hundred quid. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the you know. Next, next, next processor up, um, and it's still all hackable and doable. So it's it's just one of those that if you've got a an acquired media library that's sitting in some disk somewhere, this is a really easy way of. Um, and it was one of the few ways, probably a year, eighteen months ago, for getting um, doing four K upscale. Um, mm. It actually supported it, whereas a lots of other like the NAS boxes all semi struggled with it. And it's uh, and everyone thinks that their TV does the job of doing that, which it kind of does, but it doesn't. It does it in a very roundabout way, and quite often just quadruples pixels, right? Um, whereas this is intelligent, actually trying to work out based on you know cleverness. That's programmed cleverness. Um, that you know what the pixel should be. Yeah, uh, and, and it sounds like it does a great job. And I think the shield, the shield, and 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 kind of today's world where. Um, probably it's like what fire sticks are the popular one, and you know that's that's probably they've probably eaten all the market. Mm. Um, this this is the if you're looking for a bit more grunt and you want to go and hack the thing, get one of these. Yeah, so you're not just doing your 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 everyday consumer. If you, it's a bit like the audio hardware, right? You could get your standard headphones, or you could go the whole hog and and go for the the real kind of audio consumer point of view. Um, talking about audio, Apple AirPods Pro, they've come out. I believe you jumped. You had some Apple dollars to spend. Here he is showing me his Apple Apple AirPod Pros. Yeah, so so there was lots of rumours about oh, Apple will do an October event. We'll have the we'll have a new laptop. We'll have the, the, the AirPod Pros, and we'll they'll talk about the MacBook. Oh, sorry, the Mac Pro. And he didn't just put a press release and said, "There's the AirPod Pros. Go and buy it." Um, I I turned up at home one night, and I was I suppose I can't remember what it was. There was something happening in the house, and I was just standing on Twitter, and I was like, I wonder if they're out, because it was a Tuesday. <laughs> and I always have a thing about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, will be Apple announcements. And and I just, I was like, oh. And it was the guy that runs Mac Stories, Federico Petitchi, just tweeted like five minutes prior, well, this has just dropped. And I was like, yeah. oh. I did, and, and, and I didn't even read about them. I just went to the website and bought. <laughs> and, 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 and the reason being that my, the AirPods have been my favorite purchase. I've loved yeah. them. But the battery life's just popped on them because I've used them every day for what is that two years? Yeah, and the battery in them must be tiny. And it's tiny. So at the start, you got like three hours playback, and you pop them in, and then fifty minutes later, you had another you know hour charge. Um, Now I'm just about getting an hour. So if I'm on a, it's quite a big difference. If I'm I'm on a good walk, you're getting to the end of it, and you're hearing the blub blub blub, and they're like, ah. Crap! I need to listen to traffic. I need to listen to yeah. myself. I need to listen to birds. How very dare you? <laughs> um, so these are quite different. These are more in ears, and um, they come with little silicon, you know, rubbery tips that, that you push in. And um, they're noise cancelling as well, and it's very effective. I've been really impressed with them. They are more expensive, so they're instead of the hundred and sixty quid, they're up at two hundred and fifty quid. Um, it's a lot of money for headphones if you think about what you know you can get for that kind of money. Exactly, um, and there's been lots of you know there's lots of people saying things like, "Oh, the Sony was a better," and all this kind of stuff. And mm. it's like the reviewers have all you know, I'm not going to go and buy ten sets of headphones and compare them. Um, the reviewers are basically saying, "Yep, Sony's might sound better, and these other ones might sound better, but as an overall package that has the you know, you know what's great on on um, so I said Android, what's great, what's great in iOS." Um, has really good noise cancellation and sound better than the previous ones. These are these are a great buy, and I agree. So far, I've been really impressed. And um, and cleverly, and with the modern angle on all these things, you can dial out that um, that noise cancelling, and actually, you can bring in external noise, which I think is great and actually is needed. Um, because certainly, as, as a runner and things like that, you 
you need to be able to hear what's going on. If you're in a busy area, you need to be able to hear what's going on uh, around um, you. Like, like we can hear the fireworks. That you yeah, say. it's kind of something going on. It's like Guy Fawkes. So it used to, used to be you, you tap the the um, AirPod. These ones, the tap's gone and the stock's smaller, but you squeeze it. And it's weird because you squeeze it and you, you're convinced it's making a click, but it's another one of these clever little haptic clicks. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, if you if you click it, it moves between modes. So by default, it's noise cancelling. You hold it down. Does it not for a adjust bit. the fitting in your ear? There, as in, I'm just thinking, as a runner, tapping would be easier than I, trying to. Squeeze I find it. it does, and I find it quite awkward. Got mm. to be honest. I preferred the tapping. Lots of other people said the tapping was really uncomfortable and hurt their ears. Right. Yeah. And and my would, ears get sensitive with when I've got earpods in. Yeah, but so with these, I just find it's and, and maybe it's just getting used to technique. Um, because I, I, I'm gripping it, and I think you can just you just, you just need to gently hold. Um, mm. But but it, the, the difference is is quite stark. You're, you're not really hearing anything, um, and I mean you you move to the other mode. It's amplifying the outside noise. Yeah, so you're really bringing yeah. it in. Yeah. And I don't know. If, I don't know if you've um, like other than years. One of the things I never used to like was you, you would feel that kind of pressure mm. when they were plugged in. But the, this lets air flow through, so you actually put them in, and you can hear it almost relax. And, it's, and as I said, they're comfortable. I've had them in for your know, hour, hour and a half, no problem. Um, no 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 big issues with them at all really comfortable okay. the ian seal of approval uh, I, I just the previous ones were, my, were really were my favorite apple product for a long long time even though everybody was like, oh you look an idiot and then like a year later there's loads of people wearing them i still remember day two Glasgow underground and the, the guy going what are those 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 are airpod things yeah how much were they 106 quid you're an idiot mate <laughs> thanks Can't well you... there are a lot of idiots around because i see them everywhere it, it, now exactly and and it's just it's just one of those and lots of rip-off ones as well you know there's a yeah, couple of guys yeah, that work yeah. that have got the kind of 30 quid versions <laughs> and you're like hmm maybe these are expensive <laughs> <laughs> hey, they sound better than mine damn it have you registered your drone um i have oh very good so... i can i can even show you my drone operator number so, Ah, oh, there we go. So by the end of this month, everyone should have um, registered by, I believe, nine pounds to register your drone. It's only when it's over a certain um, over over two hundred and fifty grams. So the little household, you know, kind of get blown away in a gust of wind aren't covered by this, but but still, most anything else is is covered by this. Um, and yeah, you could face a thousand pound fine if you don't do it. So if you do have a drone and you're going to fly it, uh, then you should go register it say nine pound annual fee i think they were going to add in some extra features like uh, my find my drone and and stuff like that into the bargain so that people could log where you know if, basically have ownership and if if drones get found which apparently they get lost more often than you might expect uh they will reunite those drones with their owner fake news yeah <laughs> Is that completely fake? I'm no, sure no, no. It's but, but it's it, but and, uh, it's, to, it's because they want everyone registered, and they're thinking, how can we make this sound fun? Exactly. So it's, uh, I did read somewhere they were going to call it drones reunited because yes. and they're saying a quarter of people that have drones have lost it. Um, and I, and I, at first I read it and I was like rubbish, and I was like, no, no, I I know somebody that lost a drone. <laughs> yeah, we all do. It's probably <laughs> in a river somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and. Um, but, Maybe if they have to reunite you more than once, they might suggest that drone flying is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, you have to do you have to pass a twenty question test as well. Uh, but 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 if you don't pass it, you just do it again and you do it again. You yes. do it again until yeah. you pass it. And the questions are um, easy. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's quite important that you do go and do that. Don't go and get yourself a fine. One um, absolute con. Yeah, it is really. It's just it's like somebody said the other day. It's like it's just like dog licenses that people used to have. You need to have a dog license to have a dog. You know, all the rubbish. But then again, people have proved that they can be irresponsible with them and they can cause damage and they can be invasive. So, you know, it's one way of, of allowing drones to continue because at one point it was looking like they might just ban people from having drones, right? So That is true. Yeah. Um, the Mavic Mini, um, this is doesn't need FAA registration. So, so you said the golden weight, 250 yeah. grams. The Mavic so Mini is... is 249 grams. <laughs> and actually, they've made a big thing about it on on like, on like the on the side of it. it. Actually, it's on the box. It says 249. 
on the actual drone itself, it's got two four nine, and I guess it's because <laughs> right. then if you know somebody, you know, policeman, somebody in authority yeah, says, yeah, yeah. "Oh, hold on," you're like, "No, it's two hundred forty nine grams." I'm sure that make probably means that they'll change something, but is this looks pretty pretty super slick? It is, and uh, so it only goes up to ten eighty p. Um, but the but the battery life's half an hour. Um, it's 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 really small, and um, and some of the drone folk that I follow have um, taken it out for some. Um, um, flying tests and video tests, and it's really good. And it's certainly, I would say, it looks the business and looks like something you can you could just whack that in your backpack. It's it's what size is that? Half the size of a when it's all folded up, half the size of a house brick. In fact, maybe even quarter of a size of. A so house when brick. it is folded up, somebody had the kind of iPhone, and it's the length of the iPhone. It's just obviously quite a lot thicker. It looks like about six yeah. iPhones stacked on top of each other, something like that. But e- easily slot in your pocket. Yeah, like com- completely different animal to you know most most bigger drones, but it, it certainly looked like the camera quality up to full HD is is pretty good. Yeah, so it, so it doesn't have the same amount of sensors, so it, it doesn't do 4K, and you know it's you know the photos may be a little bit softer. Um, it's um, it's got ground facing sensors, so it'll do the low hovering and soft landings. Um, but you can go into so like the drone I've got, I can't go. You know, it's got sideways stuff and forward mm. stuff and back stuff and you know, so when you if you're approaching something, it'll be like, no, I'm going to stop you. Yeah. Whereas this will just um, smack around you. It'll get in that lake. But it's but the important bit. It's two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. Again, you that know, moves so... it into the realms of you know, it's yeah. It's again, it, it's handy, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's not a few thousand quid. And and so three hundred fifty quid and Christmas you know, it's, Christmas present. Yep, yeah, and you don't register. So so it's like if I go and buy a you know one of the bigger ones right now, you'd be like, Oh, I need to go and do this test. I need to go and register and um this just gets round all that. Google has bought Fitbit. So Fitbit's been quite a f- uh I guess a show thing for years now. I think we, we imported the first little Fitbit um pedometer years and years ago I, and it was quite exciting. I still I, got I, them somewhere. I remember I remember saying to you and Bernie like as he is, or Brian, <laughs> to give me his proper name. <laughs> but I was getting my mate Lewis when he's next trip to America to buy a Fitbit. We were right on board. And you were like, ah, oh, fancy a bit of that step count nonsense. Yeah. And when you look back at it now, how simple it was, it was just a it was just a pedometer. But having it all hook, internet hooked up, it was really clever. And, and we've seen that, re- it was it's the explosion of that uh, wearable device type concept, I think. Yeah, I mean, every phone does it. You know, if you get, if you buy a smartwatch, they're all doing it. It's, yeah, um... Fitbit were the first, and now, I mean, they've been through a bit of a tricky time because they ha- they're not such a massive firm, and they haven't been able to keep up with the whole wearable watch type thing in a way that people really want to buy in. And they've had several people looking at sort of taking over, but now Google is seems to be their resting place, which for some is going to be the death knell because you know people just don't want to be associated with these big companies anymore um but certainly for fitbit itself it probably does offer them the the stability they want uh, and they're saying in the short term nothing changes for a bit uh, and we're going to see how this then uh, ramps up over time yeah, yeah the, the biggest thing seems to be privacy data you know people were concerned that now google will know your resting heart rates and when you're sleeping and all that kind of good stuff um and the um the, the the kind of thing they've had to emphasise Fitbit health and wellness data will not be used for Google ads, so they're not saying that Google won't know about you. No, <laughs> they just won't advertise on the back of it. Yes, and they can't say that because they need to store it somewhere. Therefore, effectively, they do need to know it, or well, they they will know it whether you, they need to or not. Yeah. There we go. Um, we had Adobe Max um, 2019. So they this is so Adobe Show telling us what's going on. I guess the you know everything moves on in adobe land every year but i guess the biggest thing is the ipad and mobile type um announcements we've been waiting for a while for the ipad out which they've talked about and now we've got the full size photoshop for ipad is that right uh, yes it leaked out the night before which is maybe a little bit unfortunate um uh, semi controversial it's got poor ratings so far and um, mm. lots of people very disappointed with it just because because they said it's full photoshop and it's not because yeah. there's there's some features missing. So, um, the the guy, uh, the guy behind or the guy that does all the kind of PR is it Scott Scott Boloisky or something? I can't remember his his name. Kapowski. Um, 
he's he was tweeting today even just saying you know he's kind of learned some lessons and you know all great things start somewhere and you know, yeah you know. i mean that's understandable but the consumers don't no don't work like that anymore <laughs> especially if you sell them as something this is this they, is the full photoshop it's they like, made oh. they made some real bold promises back and it was both them and apple at two different shows but i think it was october september last year when they launched yeah, look what the Pros. pro can do it can do a full photoshop yep. and, and it's it coming 2019 <laughs> and what's came in 2019 is photoshop and if you've not got a subscription, it's an in-app purchase of nine ninety nine a month. Um, and and I guess mm. most folk that are going to use Photoshop now have moved on to that subscription. Um, but lots of people are pointing out that you can, you know, for the same. I think Procreate has gone this way. So Procreate is a an iPad app that is a probably got the ninety to ninety five percent of the features that everybody using Photoshop will use. Um, and it was $20 and they've went half price this month and said mm. we're nine ninety nine. you can buy us for life and Affinity uh, have a quite Affinity good... photo as well yeah, and I think they're yeah. doing an offer at the moment as well um, so it, but, but apps really nice you know works well but it's it's limited if you're a you know a real pro Photoshop user which I will hold my hand up I am not I go in for some small photo edits as, as do probably the majority of the people that are moaning <laughs> you know uh, yeah <laughs> You know, and it's it's yeah. back, to, and and, and I, it's one of those. It's you know, and lots of people were saying, no, you know, I'm a lot of the one rates were also, I'm not paying nine ninety nine a month when I can pay nine ninety nine for an app, and it yeah. does most of what I need as a as a, yeah. as an individual as a user, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they've got lots of other things. If you are in the Adobe world, then no doubt you'd be interested. But I don't think it's worth us dwelling on them too much. There was one one little thing that that sneaked out today. They're bringing live streaming to their apps. So, so, and, and so it's something I've seen Procreate do. Procreate do this thing where you can kind of video your, um, you know, as you're sketching, mm. and then it speeds up into like a thirty second video. Again, uh, it's a huge thing on YouTube. If you go and search time lapse, absolutely. Art. Yep. So this isn't so much the time lapse bit of it, but they're actually going to live stream. So you'll be sitting there and saying, "Here's the tools I'm using." And I'm guessing it gets back to that Twitch and streaming yeah, audience. Yeah. It's huge. Like I say, YouTube is Absol covered in people just showing you drawing stuff and it is, there's hours and hours of it. It's so it's quite it's, hypnotic. Uh, uh, so they're going to bake it in. And why not? You know, the, the first thing, you, when you see a, an amazing piece of art, you do think, well, how the heck did they do that? Well, now with the wonders of software now, you can actually show exactly how that works. Um Office app for so Microsoft Office for iOS uh, and Android has been released and it's is it an updated version. I mean, we've had that already. It's been out for ages, but what they're doing, which is quite smart, they're they're, they're taking all the three apps away and just saying it's all just in one app. Open your document yeah. up and and we choose all, what you want to do. Yeah, and it's like that much more in a desktop publishing the old of the old yes. type way so you literally just go and put stuff on a page and hey you can have some templates which are word based and you can have some templates which are more presentation based and they're saying overall it's smaller because of all the things that they're having to do like dialogues and all these other things so they're only doing it once now and um, it's still got all the features and i was like yeah that's that's quite smart Makes sense yeah yeah uh, whether again whether the user base will rate that well who knows it's a bit of a change um, but certainly there's there's when you actually get down to it there's very little difference between creating a powerpoint presentation and creating a you know a document with big bullet points on it right exactly um so out for preview right now and um i think they're hoping starting next year they'll have that out prop what do we need more of streaming oh. services where do we need them in the uk oh. uh britbox <laughs> is the latest streaming service aiming to grab our pounds um so britbox is a collaboration between bbc itv basically the big uk kind of tv uh channels uh and it will be 599 service where you can get hold of basically older or in fact the, the kind of catalogs of those channels not not everything um but the some of the big catalog items from those channels um obviously this has created a little bit of a stink around people saying well hang on bbc i pay you a lot of money for my you know my I, even though we don't we pay them a lot of money for my um license fee and why then do i have to pay again to watch stuff well it's always been the case with things like DVDs. Once it's gone out of normal publication, you have to go and buy the DVD, right? And this is just the kind of equivalent of that. But I can still see also that it, it, it does feel a bit unsavoury to have to pay again for some of the stuff that you'd rather they just you know showed regularly on TV, maybe. 
agreed. I find it strange that for years I I don't recall anybody moaning at buying I don't know um, Planet Earth, you know, for like no. you know fifteen quid in Blu-ray, but they're up in arms at paying a fiver to, mm. to you know to watch Planet Earth. Um, I, as you say, there's just there's just too many of these now. It's it's it almost feels like we're going to have a you know, there's going to be a bubble at some point where these are going it's, to die. Yeah that ultimately people are chasing that money now and it's the consumer choice which is going to cause more consumer problems and eventually we'll get that all combined back into a central place maybe um but nevertheless you can buy a lot of 5.99 i say you can buy a fair number of 5.99 subscriptions for the kind of price that you pay sky for a monthly you know correct so you can swap out sky and subscribe to all these things so we're we're due to get um disney plus is it in march yeah so disney plus um which launches next week in america um and they've they've made a big splash round again 5.99 um or is it 6.99 something like that but their big splash is just the amount of you know content they're going to put on it you know all the kind of disney films all the marvel films Mm. um the the all the kind of Star Wars, you know, Lucasarts type stuff. There's a brand new um, Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, um, which is getting lots of Star Wars people very excited. Um, and I guess that so they've, they've already got, and it's a bit like the same problem with BritBox. They've already done deals with like, you know, Killing Eve, I think you can stream on Netflix now. Mm. So they've done all these, which means it's not available in BritBox. But so, what you do know is that in a, when that deal expires, it will exactly. uh, it will come. You know, they will put it onto their own streaming service. So it will, you know, they, all these big name yeah. things. Uh, they, they, BBC, I, I guess I, I didn't cover off the fact that BBC have upped the retention on the iPlayer app. Um, so that will retain stuff for about a year now, where wherever license allows, which, um, which is obviously quite a long time to have uh, to catch up on your you know your full fill of everything that's been out on BBC for a year. Agreed, but there's, I can see why people were complaining because I think the limit before was thirty days, Mm. and if you were so so like if you look at some of the series that are either so UK series tend to be six or eight parts, you know, and you miss the start, you know, so somebody might be you you might be telling me oh I'm watching Killing Eve, it's fantastic, best thing I've ever seen, go and catch it, but you're you know if you're in week six I'm going to miss the start, so a year now means that all that is solved, pretty much, Um, so yeah, it's. It's interesting times. I mean, I've got I've got no interest in BritBox. Um, I do have an interest in I must admit in, in Disney Plus. I thought that was that was interesting. Um, but I think a lot of their sales will be cannibalised by the fact that uh, Mandalorian starts next week, and I'm pretty sure it'll just get torrented to hell in in the places where it's not streaming. And that's that's always the problem they're going to come back to is as soon as. If things are simple and, and cheaper, then people go with it. As soon as it's more, it's, as soon as it's easier to go and illegally get it, then they, people will. We'll see. Uh, we knew this time was coming, so I am yet. I, I, like I think I've mentioned before, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be getting rid of my Sky subscription, um, and then there, you know, maybe I will be reaching out to these other providers that effectively mm. could offer me nearly all the content I'd had before, but but cheaper. Yeah, Apple TV Plus also launched last Friday. I should add. Um, so. But that came out with a bit of there was a bit of mm, there's not enough here yet. To, uh, yeah, so, and if you've bought an iPhone it. or an iPad or a, or a Mac, you get it free for a year, um, and also pretty you know pretty meh. No, I was going to say mixed, but it's pretty meh reviews. Mm. You know, like two star, three star type things. Yeah, so um, not nothing like um, Breaking Bad spawned uh, Netflix in the UK. That was what drew everyone over to the Netflix. But, but I, I guess I'm surprised by the amount of folk I'm following going. God, Morning Show is you know absolutely my jam. I know why reviewers won't like it, but I love it. And you know, for all mankind, yeah, that, you know, Space Nut, absolutely love it. Um, I've not watched any of it. Apple um, fanboys. I've got no. I, I guess that's the thing. I've got. I've got no. There's nothing drawn. You know, so I've not bought an iPhone, so I'm not seeing it for free. And there's nothing saying I need to spend a five a month. There's just nothing there for me. Yeah. Um, and it might be that I don't know. Middle of next year, or when I pick up next year's iPhone, mm. I'll be like, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll maybe give it a whirl, or you know, once there's more content there. But um, there's just—I've already got too much. I've not got enough time to watch the stuff that I want to watch now. Never mind pay more to not watch that service either. Yeah, that's a danger, and, that, and that's and that's always. But it's, I guess it's it's always, with say your Sky subscription, which is the reason I'm comparing it is because that's what the equivalent is really. Um, you know, you've got that entertainment pack that you had to get some other whole 
chunk of channels which you have no interest in will never Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I guess and, and I guess every one of these streaming servers needs its hook. Otherwise, you won't go and buy that pack of other stuff that you don't really. No, want, I agreed. You know? you know, it's like I can and it, and it boils down to the odd sports stuff. I will watch movies on it. And it's probably Sky Atlantic. So you're talking about let me pay a pound or two for that and know that and you know they're not going to do it. It'll be if you want you want sport, it's like thirty quid. You want movies, it's twenty quid. If you want Atlantic, it's this bundle at like twenty quid. Yeah. I think I've mentioned before I, one of the things I dislike about uh current you know, these bundles is that I feel like I pay a lot for sport, even on even with Sky's other channels that you know that a lot of the money goes towards this their sporting credentials yeah um and, and I, I dislike that and i certainly was the reason i stopped watching bt sport um was because they paid a load of money for football and it doesn't interest me you know and, and, i was and, happily watching the other sports and and, yep. and then i didn't and, and sky sport offering now is really weak sauce compared to what it mm. was five years ago yeah. you know it's, it's it's not the dominant in market like you know no. it did it did break it down but from a consumer's point of view it does mean that now you get less sport for your money because <laughs> Either that or you have to pay more money to watch everything you were watching before. Yeah. So even though their dominant position is gone from a consumer's point of view, actually, you've got to spend more to watch the same. Agreed. Um, BlizzCon also happened um, sort of I think last week and they announced a couple of big things. So Diablo 4, people who've been waiting for a long time, Diablo 3 didn't go down very well overall, although I think the sales were still okay. But it was one of those things where Diablo players just hated it. Um, because it wasn't what they wanted. Um, so Diablo 4 got announced, and it certainly looks like it's back to their dark and grim um, kind of vision of you know <clears throat> of, of Diablo. And, and people seem generally happy, but there's still a lot of uh, stink around. There's people still saying it's not going to be any good, even though they've all they've seen is a very very quick demo. Uh, and even Blizzard said this is not even coming soon blizzard coming soon it's the as and blizzard coming soon is often two years away so it was basically <laughs> we're making this and here's an engine running some <laughs> some some game stuff with a, a couple of concepts so yep. people were kind of you know really going overboard on their kind of commentary of it but but it's still there uh, uh, you know everything blizzard does gets and you know it, they they're a massive massive firm in the gaming industry uh, and overwatch 2 also got uh sort of its full announce and it is a new game so people were wondering whether it was just going to be an expansion to the old overwatch but no it is a new game a new engine but they will be integrating the old um so the old game if you're playing the, North, the uh, overwatch 1 you will still get uh, a lot of the content that's coming with uh, the new game but the new game offers things like story mode but i don't think even though that's, that was obviously a big missing thing to start with and maybe will expand the interest for people, Overwatch was never about that. And it's almost no. like they've tacked it on. And maybe it'll be interesting, but from the from the demo I saw, it's not it's not going to interest me too much. But it, what it might do is reinvigorate that base and try and get that game pushed again. Because it's a massively played game. And it was, it was pretty unique in what it was doing. Mm. You know, so it's, it's um, that, that'll be one to watch. And also, I mean, I, I still can't believe, and I guess I still millions playing it but world of warcraft you know more expansions so i don't know if you've heard all about world of warcraft classic that got released um no, I don't. last month no. so that is world of warcraft as it was released when it first came out effectively plus a few patches and it has absolutely been crushing it people have been flocking back to it wow um so obviously retail nowadays when you go and buy world of warcraft is a very different game uh it's very very much quicker so it used to take you know 60 hours to get to level 60 or something like that but nowadays um the level cap something <laughs> it's 160 or something like that so the beginning part of the game is very much accelerated so you'd be it's a very different game but but obviously all the the uh the old players bemoaning the fact that they couldn't have all of the old style slower gameplay and hey it's back and it has garnered just you know hundreds of thousands of players again Wow! Another and all the old people now that have actually got lives to destroy, <laughs> you know, because effectively World of Warcraft destroyed a lot of lives, didn't it? It was, and it really, really so, did. It, it was they called it Warcrack. So, so I, I, the two, the two things I remember was that was the last PC game I played, because mm -hmm. I remember doing a raid. Probably you were on it. I remember Jasper was there and a few others, and when we we started about eight o'clock, and we finished at one. It was it was really long, and I and I I start early at work, so I'm up at I was up at half five six o'clock, and I'm like I can't do this, and yeah. it was a realization that 
I can't do this. We were up at level 21, 22. I can still remember that. And I was like, I can't keep up every night. And, and you this. had to keep up because yep. the levels went on. And then if yep. your friends moved on, you couldn't play anymore because their level was too high. And it's... So, so pretty much after that, I waited a couple of days um, and I ordered an iMac. That, that was the that was the decision point <laughs> that I'm going to be a console gamer. I don't need to play. Yeah, I don't need to play games. Um, and my neighbour was the same. So he was a teacher, and he was and he was and I remember his wife moaning at him. It's a guy called Steph. I remember his wife moaning at him because he was going up to the PC and he was on Warcraft Just for hour after time. hour yeah, after yeah. hour. And I'd say loads. There were loads of problems um, around that kind of thing. And interestingly, now a lot of streamers who have gone back to it because they really really loved it and it's like real heartland from them they're kind of ruining their revenue stream because they're streaming a game that no one really wants to watch but they can't stop because they want to be streaming it because this is the game they want to go and play but the people don't want to watch it being played so it's so they're kind of another round of ruining people's lives just <laughs> and livelihoods <laughs> you know it's amazing anyway yes they released uh on their kind of on the as they call it, retail version, Shadowlands expansion. They've been talking about that. But again, that's probably not due out quickly. I think next year at some point. There you go. Uh, and Hearthstone, uh, which apparently is very big as well, their card game, um, which you can still play for free. And they've added a few bits and bobs into that. So that there you go. If you're in a, if you're in the BlizzCon type mode, then I'm sure you know all that. Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank your neighbours for um, firing off the fireworks for the last twenty minutes. I'm not even sure that it's neighbours. It's quite a quite a lot of our fireworks for a uh, yeah. for, for the eighth of November. Certainly, so someone had some leftovers. Didn't so I'll so just put. I was I was raging seeing the night of Guy Fox quarter to one, one o'clock, yeah, half one, and then half two. Some arsehole let off <laughs> twenty fireworks. I, know, it's, it I was raging. Couldn't, I just couldn't sleep. I was so annoyed. I was like, "I'm going to get in my car and hunt them down." And I was like, "No, <laughs> I'll be set on fire." The, um, it was fireworks. The thing was, it wasn't anything local. You knew it was a, a ways away because you could, you know, it was in the distance. But yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. There you go. Whoever it is, I, I won't be editing I expect, that out. <laughs> I was just going to say, I need you to go through a whole audio and edit it. Uh, nope, <laughs> not going to happen. All right. Uh, Thank you very much for listening this far. Um, and if you have anything to pull us up on, if we haven't covered something that you'd like us to cover, or if there's an extension to a story, always we welcome we welcome your input and just please do reach out to us. You can do so. Digitaloutbox.com. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email. Twitter, digitaloutbox. So go for it. Uh, I'm on Twitter as CheesyUK. And Ian, you are where? At iandick.com. Oh, and um, I've bought a racing car, so I might what? even be racing. But it's not going to be until uh, 2021, but I have so, bought a new racing car. So, so basically, there's all these things you retire from and you just then... <laughs> you, okay, come you, back. Yeah. 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 You're the anyway, comeback kid. <laughs> very excited, but uh, there probably is 12 months before I'm going to be doing that competitively again. But at that point, I shall advertise my racing blog again. So you're not going to be racing next year? Pla- current plans are not to be doing any racing, no, but I will be testing probably. Happy days. Yeah. Other stuff to spend money on again. Woo. <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> anyway, that is our podcast for today. Thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. I do feel semi-guilty now that they're pointing out at Firefox 4% and then I have a story about Android TV. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows we, we talk about the small Niche. Well. Niche, Will. Niche. <laughs>